How do we know when it's time to stop in a relationship or a situation which we realize is not working out, draining our energy, or to be blunt, a waste of our time and effort? How can we stop feeling like we failed or quit without throwing a frustration tantrum? The key is in knowing the difference between stopping and quitting and using that information to let go with empowered grace. Welcome to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, your host, and I want to show you how to create your rich, happy, and successful life. Since 2004, I've been teaching soul-congruent, mind-expanding, wholeness living to a global audience. I'm known as the world's most accurate intuitive, the iconic energy savant, a best-selling author of eight books, the expert on energy boundaries, alignment, integration, and intention. And I'm the founder of the Becoming 360 Method of Transformation. I'm here to motivate, inspire, and energize you to embrace your full potential, upsource your possibilities, revive your life, and shine your light brightly. Thank you for joining me on this week's High Vibes Living Podcast. And I hope you'll learn something that tunes you into your high vibes and motivates, energizes, and inspires you and shines some light on your journey. Let's get started. When is it time to stop in a relationship or a situation where we realize we're just spinning our wheels, wasting our time, or worse, being used, abused, or taken advantage of? In the best of worlds, we would stop right away, but it's more complicated than that. The decision to pull back and leave a situation or a relationship depends on so many things. Here's a list that I came up with based on what I've heard from clients and some of the situations they find themselves in when they have to make a choice between hanging on or letting go. Number one, how vested or committed we are to winning. Now, you might not think the idea of winning in a relationship would apply, but it does. Somehow we want to win and we have already set up the structure for what we believe is winning to us. Whether somebody says yes, whether somebody acknowledges us, whether we are successful in getting them to do what we want, this is our personal agenda. And I'm going to talk about how it gets personal in a later point. But when we decide that we are going to hang on no matter what, we have to realize that this is our agenda and be very blunt with ourselves in deciding what this is really all about. Number two when it gets personal, when it becomes about you and not about them or the situation. Now, this is a bit of a continuation of the first point. But once you decide, I'm going to make this work no matter what, now it's personal. Now it's your agenda at work here. And it's become personal to you because you see you have very clear definition of success and failure. And failure whatever you think that looks like is now a reflection on your personal identity, on your ethics, on your moral character, on your ability to be accomplished and successful. Number three, how much time and energy we have invested in a relationship. Face it, the longer you're in a relationship, the more time and energy you invest in a situation, you want it to work out, you want it to pay off. And if that relationship has lasted for 
six months, a year, five years, 10 years, and all of a sudden the other person says, hey, I want out. You're going to look at all the time and effort and energy you invested, and you're not going to want to let go. Because again, like number two, it's personal. The decision to stop here, to let it go, to move on with empowered grace is not about, is this the right choice for me? It's now about, look at everything I've done for you. How dare you not acknowledge it? Again, it's become personal. Number three, how much time and energy we've invested in that relationship? Now, this is a bit like number two, but it's a little bit different because we tend to want a payoff for our investment. In business terms, it's called ROI, return on investment. So what's the return you want? Again, this is about our agenda. It has nothing to do with the other person or the situation. We look at how much we've invested, how much of ourselves we've put into it, and what the payoff is going to be. Say, for example, this isn't about a relationship and it's about a job. And I'm sure you've had this experience in your career. I certainly have too. I remember a job that I worked at for a large telecom company and one of the roles that wasn't part of my job description but got thrust on me was to implement a new time and attendance system along with the PeopleSoft implementation. The person who was supposed to implement that quit one day, just walked out. I had four weeks to implement the time and attendance system, get it integrated with PeopleSoft and be ready for a company-wide launch in four weeks. Now this was going out to over 30,000 people. This was not a small project. I invested tons of time. I worked 70 hour weeks. I traveled across the country and trained 3,000 people in one week by myself. Two years later, after I had successfully run the, the application, became a global subject matter expert for it, the company laid me off and I was furious. How dare they not recognize my contribution? How dare they put me in that kind of situation? And yet it was the best thing that happened to me because the company and I were no longer on the same trajectory and the department had changed so much and I was really not aligned with the current management. But I put up a big fuss because it was, it was personal. I had given so much of myself. I had done so much for them. How dare they lay me off? And yet at, at the end, I eventually left because I got laid off. But looking back, I realized that I should have seen the opportunities that this gave me rather than being so upset by it and actually staying upset by it for a while. Has this ever happened to you where you give your time, energy, and effort to a person or to a situation or to a job only to find that they lay you off or they leave or the situation ends and nobody says goodbye and nobody says thank you? How do you feel about that? And we're going to talk about leaving with empowered grace and wrap all this together. But this is where it becomes personal. When you've invested so much of yourself for a particular outcome with a particular agenda, it's very hard to let go whether or not you are forced to let go and do it gracefully and see beyond your anger and frustration and disappointment because, again, it's gotten personal. And this is why it's so hard to stop. It's so hard to make the decision about what's best for you because 
you are looking at the situation with a different perspective. This is not about what's best for you. It's about getting your ROI and getting acknowledged for everything that you've invested in that person or in that situation. Number four, what our expectations are. Now this one gets into a bit tricky territory because this is about living in the future. When you, for example, invest your time, energy, and effort in a relationship, you have an expectation. Maybe it's to have a long-term relationship. Maybe it's to get married. Maybe that person is someone that you have some kind of future payoff in mind for. Maybe it's someone who can help you advance in your career or help you advance in another situation in your life. Your expectations then drive that relationship. And when you have a long-term expectation of a relationship, you're actually not in the present relationship anymore. You're in the future relationship. So now that the relationship is coming to an end, you are stuck because you've made plans. You have plans. Your entire planned life is centered around that relationship. So if someone decides they're no longer wanna be part of your expectations, then all of that energy comes back towards you and now you have to start all over again. Do you think you'd be angry? Do you think you would demand an explanation? Do you think you would feel taken advantage of? If you have to decide to stop or decide to quit, it's hard to do that with empowered grace when you're looking at your future dissolving before your very eyes because someone is not cooperating with your expectations. All of the plans you've made suddenly come to an end and now you have to make a different decision because that expected future is not going to happen. Number five, what other options we have? Now this one probably speaks to a lot of you who've been through a divorce after having been married for many, many years because for many women, and this is less true today than it used to be, but if you aren't married and you don't have any job training, then your options are very limited. So you'll stay in a situation and try and hang on to it as long as you can because your financial future is at stake. But when we don't think we have other options, we tend to hang on to what we have. And the idea of stopping or quitting or leaving, no matter how tough the situation is, isn't exactly an option that we want to consider simply because we don't know what else is out there for us and we're scared and we're frightened and we're anxious and we're angry that somebody would put us in this kind of situation. But the truth is, if we consider other options and we allow them to become areas of possibility for us, then the idea of leaving with empowered grace becomes much easier because we've given ourselves other choices and we're not locked into that one path. Number six, who we think is watching, waiting for us to fail. How many of you have been in that situation where you have someone in your life, maybe it's a family member, maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a partner, who just wants you to fail. They don't want you to succeed. They do everything they can to sabotage your life in some way. So when you decide to stop or you quit a situation or you decide to end something, one of your considerations for doing that is, am I gonna look like a failure? Is this gonna be one more thing for this person to say, yep, look, I knew you couldn't do it, you failed again. 
when I was in technology and most of my career was in finance and technology, starting with the year 1999, I got laid off a lot, which is typical of the world of tech, certainly in 20 years ago. And my mother used to think it was a sign of failure because I didn't have this job that I'd been at for 25 or 30 years and I kept on getting laid off. And every time I would call her and say, well, I got laid off again, I'm looking for another job, she would make that disapproval noise that mothers make. And I knew that she was thinking, well, you, you must not be very good at what you do or you wouldn't keep on losing your job. So it got to the point where I kind of stopped telling her, even though I would often move for jobs, so I'd be moving, and then I'd have to tell her, of course, that I was moving because I got another job. Now, mind you, I got laid off six times in eight years, and three of those layoffs led to new jobs that I had to move for. But when you have someone that you know is disapproving, you know is always going to be looking at you, waiting for you to fail, waiting for something to end so they can call it a failure, whether or not it is a failure, it makes you choose differently. So rather than leaving a situation when it's right for you and when it's time, you'll hang on because you don't want to have to answer difficult questions or be caught up in very uncomfortable situations. Number seven, how many times we think we failed before. Now here, you have to look at your definition of failure. When something doesn't work out, it's not a failure, no matter how much time, energy, and effort you've put into it, mainly because of one very important consideration. You have no control over what people do. You can put all of your time, energy, and effort, all of your love, all of your kindness, compassion, and goodwill into a relationship only to have that person say at some point in time, yeah, this isn't working for me, I'm moving on, and that's the end. If you think this happens to you over and over again, and you are afraid of failing once again, and you describe things were not working out as a failure, then you're going to hang on to situations far longer than you need to. And leaving is going to be anything but graceful and anything but empowering because you're going to shame and blame yourself for being responsible for yet another failure. Here, you need to redefine what failure is and what failure actually means to you. And it might be a good decision to start looking at the kinds of people that you're having relationships with or situations that you're getting involved in and why you're choosing ones that are more likely to fail than others. Maybe this is your way of sabotaging your own life. That's another discussion that we can have at a later time. But if you're getting the same outcome with relationships and life situations, maybe it's time to change the path you're taking and make different choices. Number eight, how much we want to believe that it is our mission or purpose to succeed in this effort. When you get passionate about a situation, when you're fully vested in its success, when you are completely enmeshed in making something work, you ignore all the warning signs that it is not working. And if you believe that it's your mission or your purpose in life to succeed at changing someone, at making a relationship work, at making a situation work out, at pushing something forward so that it reaches the definition of success that you've created for it, in your, there's no consideration in your mind of doing viability checks every once in a while to make sure this is still what you want. It's still working for you. You are being realistic about the situation. 
you aren't putting 100% of your effort while the other person or the other part of the situation puts in nothing. And at the outcome, you're going to be left with something that either you don't like or you don't want, or you realize you put all your time, energy, and effort into this, and it wasn't even worth it. Number nine, and this really applies to people and not situations, but sometimes situations too. And this is really important. It comes from a little book that I wrote called The Ten Signs of a Multidimensional Relationship. And here it is. How much potential we believe is in that person or situation and how committed we are to bring it out and make them become what we see in them. I think the greatest gift we can give people is to see them in their highest aspects, to hold them in the light of their potential. But the greatest mistake we made with people is to believe that they can be or become that potential, especially when they don't see it in themselves. But if we believe that it's our job to hold someone in their highest potential and then support them in the expression of that potential, to give it everything we have, to make sure that they be or become the person that we know is in there, then we're setting ourselves up for not only a tremendous failure, but a situation that will eventually end under the weight of its own impossibility And it's going to be very hard to leave with empowered grace. And here the idea of stopping is completely not in our realm of possibilities. And yet there often comes a point where we quit in absolute frustration and anger and feeling like a failure and feeling unappreciated, undervalued, disrespected, and our efforts being ignored because that person just doesn't comply with what it is that we see in them and why can't they see it in themselves. So if you see yourself in any of these items on this list, don't worry about it. It happens to everyone. So how many of you see yourselves in the above list? How many times have you given something one more chance because you just know that this time is it? And you're going to succeed to get the outcome you want, that you'll change that person or the situation, and they'll be so grateful that you'll become their hero or their heroine. And how many one more chance opportunities have to happen before you get discouraged, despondent, disappointed, and realize that no matter how much you try, this is simply not going to work out. So you decide you're going to quit, hang it up throw in the towel, and never do that again. You have lost, failed, not succeeded, missed another opportunity, didn't prove yourself, etc. again. And you feel bad about it. You're ashamed, you're angry, and you feel like a failure. Is this why it's so hard to stop? Because we associate it with failure. And do we really believe that every single situation must turn out to be some kind of success or have positive potential? But wait, there's another way to do this and to step away from and let go of a situation with empowered grace and dignity. There is a way to let go and walk away from these kinds of situations with your head held high proud of your efforts, and equally proud of your ability to know when it's time to go. As Kenny Rogers sang, you have to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, and know when to run. How do you walk away or run with empowered grace and dignity? You have to know the difference between stopping and quitting. One implies control, 
and the other implies shame and powerlessness. Do you want to guess which is which? The decision between stopping and quitting in any situation can mean the difference between holding your head high because you know you made a powerful decision for yourself or blaming and shaming yourself for not succeeding once again, for failing, for not trying hard enough, for giving up too soon, and for being utterly worthless at everything you try to do. Can you add anything else to this list? You see, when you decide to stop, you're making an informed decision to surrender, which doesn't mean to give up. It means to stop resisting the process. You have looked at the situation from your viewpoint. You've decided it's not right for you. You took stock of what you were giving and receiving in return, how much time, energy, and effort was involved, and whether the return was adequate. I am going to stop now is a powerful way to step away with grace and dignity and to have completion and closure with the situation. The choice to quit is much different. When you quit, you give up. You've had enough of the resistance and lack of support and acknowledgement for your efforts. And you're going to show everyone how much it bothers you. You're just going to quit and let them try to get along without you. Quitting is a choice you make from a position of weakness, loss of control, and disempowerment. You quit because you feel that you have failed. You quit because you're angry, frustrated, and annoyed with the situation or the person. Maybe you're even a little passive aggressive because quitting always has a side door attached to it. Will your very public, usually loud and dramatic quitting encourage someone to try to get you back? Will they finally realize how much they need and want you and give you what you want or do what you want to get you to come back? Will they finally acknowledge how much you've done and that they can't live or continue or succeed without you? When we decide to stop, we're in control. When we decide to quit, we're trying to look like we're in control while secretly acknowledging that we're not. When we decide to stop, we have completion and closure. We are finished and can walk away with empowered dignity. When we decide to quit, we feel incomplete and that we failed. Look at how we use the words stop and quit. I am stopping. I quit. Very few people say, I am quitting. Usually it's, I quit. And it's said in a very dramatic, forceful way that everyone knows shows your frustration and your desire to just be rid of the situation because, again, you feel like a failure. What's the point of this? The point of this process is to get your energy back, to stop putting your time, effort, and energy into people and situations that offer no return on your investment in them, and to stop blaming and shaming yourself for not being successful in impossible situations where you have no control over the outcome because it depends on what others do. But instead of quitting in frustration, Learn how to make the decision to stop with empowered grace, using the importance of your needs, your time, and your energy as the basis for your choice instead of feeling like a failure because you can't change someone or something no matter what you do or how hard you try. Learn how to give yourself away out of impossible, no-win situations by having strong energy boundaries and knowing when to pull your energy back 
and to do so with empowered grace and dignity. There's no dignity in throwing a frustrated I quit tantrum. There is a lot of dignity in letting everyone know that you've made an assessment of the situation and decided it no longer works for you and you are stopping right there. And when you stop, instead of quitting, you have completion and closure. You know you've done your best and there's no more benefit to you to put one more ounce of your time, energy, and effort into it. There is no shame or guilt in deciding to stop because you're implementing your energy boundaries, protecting your interests, and deciding how and where your energy will be used. This is how you leave a situation with empowered grace and then use the lessons you've learned and integrated to make a different choice next time, always knowing that when it no longer serves you, you will know how to stop and to do so with empowered grace and dignity and stay fully within your power and energy boundaries. Thanks so much for tuning in to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode and that it has inspired, motivated, and energized you to take a few steps towards your rich, happy, and successful life. If you need more inspiration for your life path, check out my eight best-selling books on Amazon or look at a transformational intuitive session, coaching, or program on my website, enlighteninglife.com. Be sure to sign up for my newsletter and join my over 5 million weekly blog readers. Please subscribe to the High Vibes Living Podcast. Give it a like and a review. Your acknowledgement helps others find us and get the information and inspiration they need to turn their pain into joy and their fear into confidence. Your Becoming 360 transformation into congruence and divine harmony is a step away, as is your rich, happy, and successful life. Join us each week for a new episode, and I look forward to our next time together.